Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back to discuss the third episode. Yes, the third episode in the first season of Peripheral or The Peripheral. Haptic Drift was written by Scott B. Smith and directed by Alric Riley. I really love this episode. We finally got to see our Queen Bee in action. I love the thematic queen bee <laughs> aesthetic they have around her tania miller is always a delight i have followed her work from uh what's the other show we watched from her i know the haunting of blind manor but we also watched foundation she was in that and then years and years I am glad that she is getting more work because she deserves it. She was in a show called La Fortuna on AMC, but I'm pretty sure that was 2021 and it was terminated. But that's one of the shows that is limited, but I would love to watch. I think it's on a network, though. I can't. I don't have because I don't have AMC. The universe of the peripheral is opening up more. We're starting to get a little bit more of a understanding that something is not quite right here with this world. There are a lot of things that they certainly uh, don't want Flynn to stumble upon. And I am curious, very, very curious (laughs) to how nefarious this gets because it's starting to feel as if there's some clear moral lines being crossed before we jump into the recap we are listening to this podcast podbean stitcher apple podcast spotify youtube go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well if you want to send feedback on this show or any other show that i do black at gmail.com or you can leave your conversation below we begin in clanton 2015 so that we the audience can understand who Corbell Pickett is he's a man who runs his own car lot and a racetrack and sells pimped out cars to what is the equivalent of the Hells Angels but plans on starting a new venture soon promising he will service their vehicles for life even shaking on it As they all pile into their new rides, the doors lock, the engines don't start, and he intends to kill them all via heat stroke within the hour, something akin to what the U.S. military call a decapitation strike, because the heads of a system should not meet in one place. (laughs) makes for quite an easy target to take the head of a corporation out so that he himself can sit at the head of a new enterprise doing essentially the same thing i hate when people talk like that oh yeah remember how bad it was until i cleaned it up by simply supplanting them with myself and you know i'm not a bad guy to work with i just make sure the drugs are distributed i don't start in our wars you gotta admit that is a little bit more (laughs) 
feasible than gangs who are constantly into tapping into their own product and getting ridiculously uh violent over it he told his little child jasper who i thought was his child but actually is his nephew to spray some water on them to remind them how thirsty they're gonna get i do like this introduction to him because it plays through my mind as he's later having a conversation with burton because burton doesn't know this story or i'm guessing he doesn't know this story but it informs us of the type of man that we're dealing with and it's not someone who is just cunningly smart but sadistic when the situation warrants poor jasper had to learn this hard life lesson early in life telling him he won't get anywhere without animal cruelty just for the joy of it he leaves to fetch a hammer because they were asking about those crosses over there and they were meant for them because he intended to make quite the statement wifey later on presents corbell when he is swimming naked in the pool with their options with the optimal being to send jasper around to see if the fishers are indeed involved in anything before revisiting the matter while stalling daniel a tiger when it crouches does not look weak and he looks satisfied by that answer she looks like she's a ride or die <laughs> even though she asks, are you peeing in the pool and then takes her feet out I'm like girl you know <laughs> you've had far more disgusting bodily functions all over you flynn drops all the tea all the tea to billy ann including showing her the drones that follow her around via an app on her phone for security along with leon flynn believes the future may be bleak in 70 years seeing as the world has a whole lot less people in it in that timeline and they don't seem to be keen on answering my questions about my future but that also could be a myriad of other things that doesn't necessarily conclude to it was bad but let's just say she's not on the wrong track she arrives at uh, fabs and learns her brother Burton has bought the place and stocked it preparing for war. Get tactical, Marines! Flynn gets upset because she feels like he's making unilateral decisions without talking to her about it, such as making Macon her boss. And he's like, uh, he's not really your boss when you own the place. Burton assumed he was sharing the burden with his sister by freeing her up with her personal life to help in london per their agreement with the company which is fair but i don't know discussion would be fair as well as he asked about what is happening with her hand convulsions but she doesn't answer much about that i don't know there's a few scenes in which i'm like flynn settle down <laughs> you're talking to a grown-ass man 
And I'm pretty sure he's older than you and certainly is more prepared in this scenario than you are. And you kind of sound like a little bit of a naive child, but maybe that's just because she has to learn some lessons and we might need that, that mercy later on. I don't know. But right now it just feels as if you are hampering (laughs) a very real situation that I am very, very confidently qualified to handle he also bought a car she learns when connor rolls up to accept the job amid invalid humor it made me think of scary movie too <laughs> how about i give you a hand how about a standing ovation <laughs> fucking love that movie it's a classic As Burton drives Flynn home, he tells her we need to limit who knows what. And he told the guys only that she saw something in a sim she shouldn't have. And now people are after us. The rest of the audience looking at Flynn. Oh, now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. You have fucked up now. Now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. Even when she was telling Billy Ann, I'm like, do you not know who her, her husband is related to just for, I don't know, shits and giggles. Let's not tell too much. I thought she was going to keep the lie up that she didn't tell anybody. But after confessing to losing control of her hand, she said in with a penny in with a pound and confesses to telling Billy Ann everything. And Burton did not disappoint in his response you're killing me larry back in london in the future lev reveals that flynn's peripheral is stored in a box a coffin like box at that because where else would you keep things when wolf is like why don't we put her in a bed or i don't know a day bed a chair anything but a fucking box i don't think that's a romantic idea why did ash ask if i ever killed a man is what he wants to know from lev apparently what wilf did to the neoprisms warranted being adopted by the oligarchy family as almost almost one of their own that's got to be racist question one coming out of this episode what are neoprisms Whatever Wilf did, he has kept the secret from everyone, including his bonded sibling, Alita. Wilf is told to embrace his savagery, lest he be as empty as a peripheral. My question is, when are we going to see such savagery? Because we sure as shit did I get it in that fight. He did what he needed to do, but I was expecting like, the hope to come out (laughs) or some unnatural skill he was keeping under wraps because it feels as if it's a tease to something i have yet to see and I'm, i'm i'm waiting i'm waiting patiently once flynn takes possession of her peripheral she too is horrified at being kept in a box that lev gonna have the caudacity to lie about like she can't see the motherfucking evidence right there I don't see any other furniture in this room, sir. 
Levin friends are afraid of the R.I. despite sneaking and stealing from them. He once again tried to open his mouth without thinking, talking about, well, I wouldn't call it that. Then what would you call it? Yeah, I thought so. Let's move on to the next subject. Ash warns that Corbell is a narcotics dealer with a tendency for violence and due to his spike in activity on your family, someone from here likely contacted him to carry out the next hit. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Burton took that news better than I expected him to because I thought he was going (laughs) to very much rub it in her face in a nasty manner so they agree to link up while she goes and forewarns her brother when wilf gets to a very large manor home he has a flashback when he and alita were being presented to mr and mrs west for adoption with the woman Mrs. West not even attempting to look at the black child, although to be expected, I'm sorry to say that. I'm not sure if that particularly makes you a horrible person. (laughs) I mean, let's be real. If you are presented in whatever race you are with another ethnicity, you are more likely instinctively going to be drawn to the same racial dynamic because you understand each other on some base level another question to add to the list what has happened in the outside world because before they even approached them they asked have they been immunized to what they inspect the girl's mouth as if she's cattle rather than a child they are told needs a bit of work but not terrible something they won't accept charity from the state for it felt as if these children were manufactured more so than they were actual children i don't know just weird and they have been and and the response from mr and mrs west is oh no we'll take on these expenses because we've been called to do our duty for their country in the reformation Alina is chosen but won't go without Wilf who is not actually named Wilf at this time it's Wolfgang Wolf for short they are a bonded pair reclaimed from the streets Wolf's ancestry of German and North African heritage is favorable why do not know while he likes his name he does readily accept assimilation in order for the couple to adopt both him and alita though alita feels like he betrayed himself do you like your name wolf yes would you like wilfred sure (laughs) considering his drinking in the current wilfred may feel the same he walks into the glorious mansion and follows singing into a room where he thinks it's coming from alita But instead of Alita, it is her face in a peripheral shell. He is then greeted by mom, Mrs. West, who reports that Alita hasn't been home in years, much like himself, after their father's death. 
which both didn't attend the funeral of and of which she hasn't forgiven them. She continues on her tirade. Uh, as usual, you ask the wrong questions and thus getting the wrong answers. You should be asking, when was the last time I saw my daughter? Which was a month ago, by the way. She asked Alita where she was staying and Alita replied, when snow fell last in London, a code mom didn't understand, but certainly would catch the attention of her brother, but he can't decipher it either. And Alita tells her mom, if you actually thought to get to know the person that I am instead of the thing in which you tried to conform me to, maybe you would understand me as a person. But of course, that goes right over mom's head. She compels him to sit and listen to her continue to berate him for his and his sister's ungratefulness. Because despite their faults as parents, like treating their children like children, and with love and compassion and understanding they gave them the finest of everything because that's exactly how you raise a uh, a functioning adult if anything it goes to show that having everything at your disposal does not at all guarantee that you will be successful And even if you are successful, it doesn't mean you'll be successful in all aspects of your life. Wilfred doesn't even need to ask about why she made a drone model of Alita. As she explains, one gets lonely and her daughter always had a comforting effect in the manner in which she carried herself because he knows she was untainted by any quirks of personality, which indicates once again, they were perhaps genetically modified or certainly had characteristics about them that made them attractive to these adoptions. I don't know. There's something going on. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's about, but it certainly has something to do with what happened in the Reformation, which causes him to stand on a moral high ground. I'm not judging. I'm judging a little. I'm not going to lie. Mama said, like this tea, son, you are becoming unpalatably tepid. Get the fuck out my house. Mrs. West did seem oddly fascinated by Alita. And then to have her want to have that connection with her, despite her clearly not wanting to have that connection back. It's it's a little weird. Burton, upon hearing of the picket threat, casually takes a bite of his sandwich and says, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Gotta admit, kind of sexy that he's not even half threatened <laughs> by that senior citizen. But Flynn, it's like you can't just go kill him, even though he's going to do the exact same thing to us, which I vehemently disagree with. So he tells her to bring him a workable plan or I go with mine. Or I go with mine. You're not my supervisor! When she returns to the future, she learns they are in a loop around Buckingham Palace, hoping she remembers something about the night, being informed that Mario was likely killed by Alita or R.I. by assemblers, who can apparently heal anyone as well as kill them, as they don't like when there are security breaches. Would Sharice be considered a 
assembler and assembler they decide to go for a walk with flynn clearly attracted to wilf she clearly just wants to get some sex and i don't blame her she's got all these testosterone men around her nobody probably can get within a few feet the only man she even has a thing for is engaged to someone else yeah i could see uh this good looking chocolate presentation being uh, a a confectionate that you want to unwrap i ain't blaming her for that and that was before they synced up with the something akin to the haptic drift so that she not only hears and sees what he is seeing and vice versa but feelings such as his hangover but she can calibrate the connection she asks him what do i feel like he's like rainbows and sunshine with a little bit of blues underneath just put it on his face already why don't you because that's how she was looking at him Burton goes to speak with Pickett to point out, well, he said, look, we have a long overdue conversation, Jasper. Why don't you go ahead and let me, let me talk to your uncle right here. Look, I know that you have been offered money to kill me and my sister and that what he's got going is not going to interfere with your business. So I have a carrot and a stick. The carrot is I'm going to offer you 200 grand a week to fuck off. But because Pickett is curious to know about the stick, he tells him about the government's desire for targeting small towns for the haptic system as groups of friends that already have their own, that are already functioning in a lot of ways as a unit simply are uh, deployed with this built-in system that makes them more efficiently a killing machine and after so long it became like extending one's hand the coordination and violence that they can open up a can of whoop ass on you with when he got out of the military he saw a man on a stool in a bar he blacked out and found that he beat him within an inch of his life as this motherfucker beat up his sergeant when he was 16 years old and apparently had a visceral reaction to destroy him without even knowing why just due to that haptic system connection corbell is not impressed with his story of course he feels safe in a town that he feels he built and owns until his glass is shot out of his hand with Burton telling him that the next shot will go into your brain. So do we have an arrangement? Okay, I thought so. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. A real gangster-ass nigga plays his cards right. A real gangster-ass nigga never runs his fucking mouth because real gangster-ass niggas don't start fights. While Corbell reluctantly agreed because he was stuck between a rock and a hard place, basically like, I can get to you anytime I need to. Like, you, you fucking with the squad right now. And I love that. He's like, because if anything happens to me or my sister, you're going to have the enti- my entire elite squad coming after you. And you won't even know they fucking, you won't know what they look like. 
they'll just look at you and see you one day and you have to look over your shoulder the rest of your life because you never know when my boys is coming and when that that vengeance is mine (laughs) feeling that i got right now (laughs) it's gonna take over that's a pretty pretty in-depth threat but he is a man that deals in danger deals in risk and he's certainly not just gonna gonna walk away the way in which he uh should have taken that message tommy sees the handshake and worries Sharice meets with Daniel and tells him he is taking too long and has too many moving pieces all to take down one girl despite the problematic stub and asks for an update on the here and now. Grace went to school with Alita which is a shame as Sharice is fond of Grace but will address it herself and wants Daniel to find out for certain which family is funding Alita and then bring her the body count i am guessing the assemblers have reconstructed the world since they talk about how they scrub the air of carbon and despite the open space she created to toss him through in case she needs to to reinforce the fact that he is disposable like if he didn't get that memo the fact that she could walk on it like she's akin to a god makes me feel that way Wilf keeps mum about the future in 10 years, but confirms to to Flynn when they're both walking around Buckingham Palace that a poll is short for poltergeist, someone there, but not, and also the perfect accomplice. A police droid spots Flynn and follows her with him calling Ashton Sure that Flynn is registered although she admits if they are busted she will scrub all connections and send him a care package in prison (laughs) I actually thought that was pretty funny (laughs) Uh, she's also given modifications that peripheral that are not legal when caught by the constable Flynn is almost confiscated when Wilf makes up a story about having possible feelings for the peripheral with Flynn absolutely caught up in his honesty and they kiss even after disconnecting though she was still caught up in that kiss I swore she was gonna bust out a vibrator it gets them out of the situation but what the fuck is happening it indicates that conversation to me that stubs are being utilized like people from stubs are being utilized to take over peripherals in a legal manner as if they're pets or dogs or something to that extent or some type of property because it's like i own this one it seems people can be rented from the stubs as well to interact with making me believe that that they're pillaging these worlds for the people or different kinds of shenanigans Charisse meets with Grace serving her tea from her honeybees who despite several extinction events continue about their task oblivious to how vulnerable that they are from the last catastrophe this was really good writing right here the the similarities between bees and humans and her bringing that 
back to the human species and then the double metaphor because clearly something has happened in this world uh i i love everything about this dialogue i loved everything about the way she is dressed the way she looks the atmospheres they put her in i'm loving everything about it <laughs> they they are making her feel like a credible threat but not in a manner that feels you know forced sometimes when you have a female villain like they have to take on a masculine role and yet she is still very feminine even understanding even empathetic but still monstrous capable of doing monstrous things but still do it in a manner i think that is tasteful in a way in which a woman would <laughs> contemplate murder of someone that they were fond of as well so this was poetry to me this whole entire scene so she reminds her just like people who think all the horrors before the jackpot are safely buried in the past amen to that shit yet another question added to the list Turns out that Grace was friends with Alita and she doesn't lie about that relationship. Telling her she was employed by the biodiversity department, which apparently only handles grains and legumes. Someone told Alita about the Stub Research Division, something they shouldn't know anything about. Grace admits to telling Alita some things, but nothing of substance. I'm she then tells her there was a country named Paraguay and there was a, a saying, if you share a fundamental secret, you should dig a grave. If not for yourself, then the other person but why did you really need to ask for who? Then for her to correct you, for whom, dear? <laughs> you over there sweating, bees seem to be swarming, you about to die. She tells her she must understand why she left her no choice as she explains the pheromones in her tea has upset the bees and now they're coming to, to be your demise. When she brings up the fact that she has two small children, she says, exactly. Think of what you would do to protect them. So Sharice feels humanity is her children as she opens the doors and allows her to be stung to death. Billy Ann tasks Jasper with finding out why he is delivering huge bags of money to his uncle like he shouldn't already know. Did Burton not give it to you? She also says, husband, please do not steal any of that money. How about I do anyway? She knows she married an idiot. The money is the payment to Corbell, who wants to know who is paying them, concerned there may be someone encroaching on their territory and wants him to find out in the guise of protecting the fishers from something they can't handle. We learn more about the haptic system when brother and sister talk about it he explains that it is something you need to be trained to get accustomed to when you're merging with someone else when he learns that she did the exact same thing with wilf 
because you can get lost in it and doesn't think to give her any more additional information other than that. But then I thought, wait a minute, this haptic system is a little bit of a more, um, oh, not as sophisticated, but the same concept of technology. So is it possible that the the primary world brought this over to the stubs? And for what purpose? It can feel like love, but it isn't. <laughs> That's basically someone giving you a wake up call. She returns back to 2070, whatever this timeline supposed to be with snow outside but immediately knows it's an illusion as Wilf is trying to figure out Alita's riddle, sharing it with Flynn, who figures out Snow may be a person. Yes, Jon Snow is a real doctor who figured out how cholera spread, but no one wanted to listen to him. Hence, you know nothing, Jon Snow. You know nothing. Okay, I made that last part up. I just needed to say that. <laughs> they go to where... Jon Snow died, which is on Sackett Street, where someone has been there prior to them, though there is a matching clock from her mother's home. They set it to the same time that her clock stopped at. I wonder if that's a connection to anything. And it reveals a secret door into the room she had her eye removed with the two docks assisted peripherals, which Ash can trace back to their operators who have been kept out of their regenerative baths for a few days, which is why they look like that. Flynn finds a miniature of her home, though I don't think we needed you to announce that, uh, you know, that was Burton. Before Wilf discovers Alita's implant, which she removed after the attack so that she wouldn't be traced. Daniel arrives with a droid, knocking them back. Is that their only weapon? Granted, it's a very effective one. And despite taking two solar punches to the gut, when Daniel is distracted by Wilf, who knifes the droid in the eye using a scalpel, she manages to get the upper hand and give him a taste of his own medicine. She asks what he wants from her, but he replies that she is only delaying the inevitable, that she won't stop until you're dead, and that she took something from her. A scene Sharice watches via the droid Neuralink, but when she is about, or he is about to say too much, she activates the joy to kill him before the episode ends with her looking absolutely splendid and a little annoyed. It's about to go back. R.I.P. to Daniel. He tried his best, but he could not succeed. So what is Sharice's next move? The lingering questions I have just so that we are all on the same page. What are neoprisms? What is the Reformation? Are the children manufactured or deceased in some manner or diseased, not deceased? What are assemblers? What is the jackpot? Feels like some people got lucky. Some people did not get lucky. And how does this all have to do with the haptic system? Can't wait to get into the next episode because I need to know more. We do have feedback. So let's hop into the mailbag. 
Christina. It's Mimi. This is my feedback for Peripheral. Um, it's just going to be like a general overview of one episodes one through three. Um, I, I'm really enjoying this, this show. Um, I wasn't quite sure what it was about, but like, I always take, uh, the shows that you want to watch and at least start watching and see what happens. And so far this is good. Um, I am trying to like figure out what is going on. And I, and I have this theory, um, I'm just going to throw it out here while I remember, but, um, when we were first introduced, introduced to Wolf, um, I thought that him and, uh, I, Alita, Alida, I think it's pronounced Alida, were like a, like a thing, like they were like in a relationship or something, because I got some type of vibe from them, but it seems as though they were siblings, and they grew up together, and they had adoptive parents, so that's the kind of relationship we see, but then like, I don't know, the vibe that I'm getting from Flynn and, and Wolf seem very suspect, <laughs> and I don't know how else to explain it. And now that we, like, if I'm understanding it correctly, um, Wolf is from the future, but he can put his subconscious in a peripheral, and that's how he ends up, he ends up, uh, being able to project his mind to the past to, so Flynn can see it. Um, I'm, I don't know why, but, I don't know how old the actress is, uh, Chloe, um, but I know she's young. I, I know I've seen her in a lot of stuff since she was a little girl. Um, I want to say she's in her 20s. I didn't Google anything, and I don't know the actor that plays Wolf, but just looking at him, he looks significantly older than her. I would say she's in her, if she is in her late 20s, I will fall to the floor. I could a thousand percent be wrong um, because, you know, when it comes to, like, seeing a a child actress or actor grow up my mind for some reason ages them completely different than I age you know regular people but if I'm remembering correctly she has I want to say she's maybe in her early to mid 20s um and the actor that plays Wolf looks like he's in his at the very bare minimum or at the very like if he is in his 20s it has to be in his late 20s but he looks like he's in his 30s and because, you know, black don't crack, it's hard to know. He could even be in his 40s for all I know. I have no idea. Um, but he looks older than her. So um, whenever they would get the, give each other the look, I would be like, is, are they trying to show us something? Is this about to be something? Because he looks too old for her. And then, like, when we went to the future um, and then we got she had that avatar I know that's not what they, they call it peripheral. I'm sorry, the peripheral. And we saw it was like, uh, like her, it was her actual body. Now I'm assuming her brother's peripheral, like once, once it dies, like they can't do another one or they won't. I'm assuming they're expensive because we had, she hasn't jumped into her brother's one yet uh, again, since he died basically. And, and Elida vanished. Um, but it seems as though he knew she was using it anyway and then we went to like the that area where she said that looked like a clock that she had when 
her dad was alive and they changed it was broken and there was it was always on 230 and they turned it on 230 and then that back door opened so it seems as though like we don't know where Flynn's future self is but is it possible that Wolf and Flynn from the future are an item and the Flynn from the future died trying to I don't know do something and now he's like trying to fight the urge to love the Flynn that we know because technically they're not the same Flynn you know she hasn't aged yet um but because I can't quite remember like it's it's been like it's like a 70 year difference and we don't know what the future holds like maybe they found a way to stop aging um maybe Flynn from like a certain age like jumped herself back then or maybe she time traveled I don't, I don't know I'm trying to put everything together um all I know so far is that there's a whole bunch of shit show going on that seems similar it's like giving me like Westworld vibes but not quite um and I'm trying to like understand um the one thing I will say Flynn is really dumb to think that her best friend's husband being connected to this piece of shit man that she knows has it like has it out for her family <laughs> like girl you be smart too smart to be doing stupid shit like that like that that thing cracked me up like her brother was mad as hell um but if they're if he's willing to give dude two hundred thousand dollars a week how much money are they making from this like every time flynn jumps into this damn um like future it's clearly taking a whole a toll on her body so I don't I don't know how this is gonna affect her because it seems like every time she does it she's there for a little bit longer and I'm wondering if it gets to the point where like will your mind get stuck in the future and your human body will just be like comatose I don't know but I'm curious because I feel like this there has to be all technology if you do it for a long time has consequences and I feel like this is not going to be any different it has like if you're sending your subconscious 70 years into the future that that cannot just not do anything to your mind like maybe her your body will be fine but your mind can't I feel like can't can't tolerate stuff like that for too long and she's doing it all the time maybe you're not supposed to do that as often but like the fact that like her she can't control her hand those are all like nerve things that your brain sends to your body so movement is is you know your brain sending signals to your body like your neurons firing and contracting your muscles or whatever but if your mind is being con uh, messed up or like the the maybe like neurons are dying I, I don't know but I feel like you know something is happening to her mind because of her jumping through this peripheral I thought it was hilarious when Wolf was like we can't keep her in a box and he's like what she's a thing and they had a whole conversation and then Flynn showed up she was like please tell me you didn't you're not keeping me in a box when I'm not being used like of course not like that was funny that that's when I got the Westworld vibes it's a thing it's not real like is it though and I don't know the fact that Wolf got like he's looking at it it's like it's not a thing it's Flynn that's where I got the vibe from that they are 
are something worth something um maybe he knows that they they like me like he knows the events are gonna happen maybe he knows that him and flynn are gonna be something i don't know but that whole like kiss thing that they did trying to you know uh fool the the ai that was cute and i don't know like i said the a it seems like an age difference and i and i don't know how i feel about it but it the whole the whole little thing was cute like her facial expression afterwards i'm trying to think um i do however like uh the guy who only has one arm his character is pretty dope too but it just seems like with all the technology that they have, they have to be able to build him a body. I hope we get him in a peripheral to the future so he can have his body back. Like, I feel like he would be like fucking Jake Sully and be like, you can keep this fucking human body. I'm on I'm on time travel and just stay out there. So I'll see y'all fools later. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. But like I said, remind me of Jake Sully. Like, being in an avatar is better than being in your body because you have all the the lens that you once lost um but i don't know his his whole demeanor just makes me sad and i could see like situations like that i i'm curious to know what happened because it sounds like his fam friends have some guilt over it maybe they couldn't have done anything maybe that's just maybe it's unwarranted guilt maybe it's that survivor's guilt you know but i i, I do like his character i like flynn's brother too writer i don't know why i want to call him writer but that's not it um i had it like i watched all this stuff last week and then i just did four shifts so my mind is like mush um so i I'm, i only remember the two main characters that i wanted to talk about but i wanted to get this out today because um i like it's been so long since i watched it i knew i was gonna um forget stuff um but like I said, I'm I'm enjoying this. I'm going to take better notes next time so I have more discussion. And then I, I might sprinkle some of the other stuff that I forgot to talk about in the next uh, episodes. Um, so I'm going to end it here so it's not too long. So until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic, queen of the couch, Mimi out. Thank you, queen Mimi, for your thoughts on the episode. I'm glad you're liking the series thus far. It does have a lot of elements of Westworld to it but i'm still i'm still finding my uh i'm still trying to find my way around the story arc and where it's leading so i'm glad that you have a little bit maybe of a firmer grasp than i do um a few things wolf is not in a peripheral to my knowledge he is human from the future however he is interacting with a peripheral from flynn's stub which is in the past that's my understanding of the setup i think that he was able to communicate electronically through servers in a network and i think that has to do with more ash and that osian type of guy that said that they keep the connection between the worlds so considering they can send money and do things like that it's just a matter of them communicating but he hasn't set foot physically or via peripheral in that world it seems to be peripherals are connected only to london in the future and people from the past are operating them i think the peripheral was supposed to be her brother he was the one contacted for the job but then she changed uh places with him exchanged places with him so then they built a new peripheral to look more like flynn 
since they left the brother's body, you know, uh, completely unworkable. And then like the other two peripherals we saw on the ground, the, the two nurses, they tracked back who the operator was, but then realized that it was she who was actually operating it. A little bit of a stretch on the last part, but they certainly knew that it was Flynn and not the brother. Maybe my guess is DNA. If they can transfer consciousness, I'm just going to go with they can figure out <laughs> whether or not whoever it was supposed to be in the peripheral was the person that they thought. I do agree, though, that it has to take some type of toll on her. We've seen her her nervous system react. Uh, it's got to be, you know, because he even says it in this episode. He's like, oh, you think just because, you know, I'll kill you, you'll wake up. It's still going to leave trauma. So she certainly is not going to have an easy time of it. And it looked like no one was there to support her when she was spazzing out in the chair. And I thought that they were going to have someone with her. I understand that at all times, but I would think once I'm going in, someone should be there. I mean, mom's just sitting in, in at home reading the newspaper. <laughs> I do like your comparison, the avatar, Jake Sully. Yes, I want them to build a peripheral for Connor. I think that it's leading into that way because now that we know that there's more than one peripheral or can be more than one peripheral, what does that mean going forward? Um, not sure, not sure, but I'm I'm very curious to know what's going to happen next, just like you are, because I think the the elements of the story are really, really interesting. If you want to continue the conversation with us, by out at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. My social media, once again, will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.